Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, I can't believe that so much time has gone by and we're already in the new year. Now, of course, as many of you know, uh, the Christmas season lasts 12 days. And so um, we are still in the midst of celebrating Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus. And usually Christmas comes to an end on January 6th, which is also known as Epiphany. Um, now, of course, as I mentioned earlier, we are not going to be together on Epiphany. So we're celebrating Epiphany today. And so today is a day full of celebration. We're still celebrating the Christmas season. We're still anticipating and ready to celebrate Epiphany in just a few days. And of course, how could I forget? It's a new year. 2020 is finally behind us. Now, uh, have you made any resolutions for this year? Or have you already given up on any of those resolutions you made just two days ago? Uh, I know that I've mentioned this to you before, but uh, most people make resolutions that last about two months, give or take. And then, uh, of course, life tends to get in the way, or if we're being honest, we don't really hang on to those resolutions quite well. We kind of just give up. And so um, what are your resolutions for the new year? Maybe you're something, something you're trying to take on, maybe something you're trying to uh, get rid of. Uh, I established a resolution, one, in fact, that my wife just completed last year in 2020. And so it's one that I'm trying to keep up with for this new year. I want to share it with you this morning. I'm trying to read at least one book a month for the entire year. Uh, now, I get that many of you are probably looking at your screen now and thinking, one book a month? What, is our pastor like in high school or something like that? It may look that way, but no, I am not. Uh, here's the thing. As I mentioned before, when it comes to resolutions, people usually last two months before they just kind of give up. Well, I know myself, and so I want to set resolutions that are relatively attainable and achievable, but also reasonable. Um, and honestly, uh, keeping up with reading is something that I just don't do quite well. And that hasn't always been true, but I know it's true for me as I've gotten older. And so I want to try to get it going again, one book a month. But I remember uh, a time when I was kind of glued to a, a book series. It was in the fourth grade. Yeah, I know, quite some time ago. But it was in the fourth grade, and I loved this book series. Um, it was called The Hardy Boys. And I mean, for two years, I was reading almost all of their books. Now, I did also have to do a lot of book reports during that time, but that's besides the point. Uh, the Hardy Boys series just captivated me. It was basically a series about two brothers and their group of close friends who were about 8 to 12 years old, which would have been kind of my age range at that point. And uh, they, were, they were living lives that had these incredible mysteries. Like every book, they were chasing after this new mystery. Now, of course, I'm no longer reading The Hardy Boys, but the idea of a mystery still captivates me. And I think to a certain extent, mysteries, they just have this way of kind of inviting us in. Personally, I found that mysteries, whether fiction or nonfiction, just have this way of making me want to keep going. I think there's kind of the perfect balance between, on the one hand, feeling like this is an impossible case that no one could solve it. And at the same time, every time you get another clue, every time you get closer to solving the mystery, things get a little bit harder and a little bit more difficult. And the challenges you face just kind of get worse and worse. And so you can't stop. You want to keep going after it. And I think to a certain extent, we're all captivated by mysteries. And the reason for that is because of the one thing all mysteries have in common. 
the revealing of what was once unknown. At one point in another in life, there has been something that we don't know and we want to reveal it. It's kind of just this common thing. There's a ton of stuff about life we don't know. It's kind of a mystery. So quite often we're willing to do whatever it takes to reveal this mystery. And yet what I find so amazing is that the greatest mystery perhaps the world has ever known has already been revealed. And we heard about it this morning. And at the same time, I can't help but feel like we're all kind of still in pursuit of something yet to be revealed, as if there's still more for us to know. But let's start with what we've already been told, uh, the mystery that was revealed to us this morning. You heard it in our reading from Ephesians, Paul's letter to the people in Ephesus. Uh, In the third chapter, beginning at verse 5, this is what Paul says. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So as you know by now, Paul is a man of many words. And so in the book of Ephesians, he's talking to the people in Ephesus, these Gentile Christians who are clearly hearing about this mystery being revealed to them. And so Paul reveals it. I want to read it for you just one more time, make it real clear. This is what Paul reveals to them in verse 6. He says, The Gentiles have become fellow heirs members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So for the people of Ephesus, the mystery itself was pretty straightforward. There were people who believed and who did not know that Jesus Christ was for them. Uh, Essentially, they had heard for quite some time that Jesus only came for a certain group of people. And when you think about it, this begins to kind of make some sense, particularly in the context of that day and age. Um, As we know, as we've heard, especially kind of in Old Testament, uh, we hear about how the prophet Isaiah talked about this Messiah, the one who was to be born, the Christ. He was going to save his people from their sins. And so often his people were referred to as the Jewish people, the Israelites, their ancestors, the offspring of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And so it makes sense that these people, these Gentiles in Ephesus, had been taught and it was widely accepted that Jesus the Messiah had come for the people of Israel, which were not the Gentiles. And at the same time, here we have Paul now coming to these people and revealing this mystery, uncovering the reality that Jesus coming to save his people from their sins meant more than just the Israelites, that Jesus also came for the Gentiles. And so in this moment right here, this letter, this revealing of the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is one of the first times that the Gentiles in Ephesus heard that Jesus was for them. It's truly such an incredible moment that this is the first time people are hearing that Jesus died for them, that Jesus loves them. And Paul gets to reveal this mystery for those people. 
Now while I'm filled with such great joy, as I imagine what it must have been like for those people in Ephesus, I can't help but also realize this was not the first time, even in Scripture, that we hear about the mystery of the gospel being revealed to a group of Gentiles. The first time, in fact, was, well, a couple of thousand years before that, a couple hundred years before that. See, it was actually in this story of these three men who traveled from the far east on a night so long ago. And uh, they were following this mysterious star that they saw in the sky. And they heard about the mystery of this baby, this one born the king of the Jews. And so as they saw this star, from, uh, the, they came from the far east. And they even got some help on their mysterious journey as they saw this star in the sky. And finally, when that mysterious star stopped... They also stopped, for they knew they had reached the place where they had heard about this baby, this one born, the king of the Jews. Uh, this is how scripture says what happened as they traveled on that night. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt and they paid him homage. So when they finally arrived at the manger, these, these men, they saw this baby there lying. The one born, the king of the Jews, lying in the manger, and the mystery had been revealed. We're told that they were simply overwhelmed with joy as that mysterious star had now stopped and settled. And there they were in the presence of the one born king of the Jews, the Messiah, the savior of the world. And just like that, the mystery of the gospel had been revealed to those three uh, wise men or magicians as we often refer to them on that night. The light of the world had been revealed the celebration of Epiphany, the, the so-called Gentile Christmas, because Jesus was for all people. And it was realized on that night. This is why to this day we celebrate Epiphany. This is our Gentile Christmas. We celebrate Jesus for me and for you. So do you remember the first time you heard about Jesus? Uh, if there's one thing I know, it's that not everyone will, and certainly we all have different stories. I know for some of us, uh, we remember, in fact, the earliest moments, one of the earliest times, but probably not the exact first time. And then I know for others of us, we remember the first time like it was yesterday. And in fact, I know for some people out there, right here and right now, in this moment, they are hearing about Jesus Christ, the mystery of the gospel is being revealed to them for the first time by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I take such great joy in knowing that the Spirit is still at work. It brings me such great comfort to know that the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of Jesus is still being revealed to so many. But I can't help but feel like we're all kind of still in pursuit of something. As I said earlier, even though this mystery has been revealed, there's still something more. At least that's how it feels. And I think because to a certain extent, life is just full of mysteries. There's so much about our lives that we still don't know. I mean, 
Just look back at 2020. <laughs> There's so much about our lives that we did not know and we could have never known. Honestly, if there's one thing that I'm taking with me from 2020, it's that reality. It's the fact that there's so much about our lives that we just don't know. So much about my life is still a mystery. And there are times in which I want everything about my life just to be revealed so that there are no more mysteries. But as I say that's what I want... I begin to realize that I end up acting a lot like my ancestors and not the Gentile wise men, but Adam and Eve. See, when they ate from the the tree in Eden, they were in pursuit of the knowledge of good and evil because that was still a mystery to them. And so... When they took a bite of that fruit, they thought that they became all-knowing, that the mystery would be revealed to them, except it wasn't. As we all know, instead, they became aware of their own sinfulness. They became aware of their own shame, of the brokenness and the pain that they caused by that action. And when we desire to uncover every mystery, we act just like them trying to bite the fruit that we think will reveal it all, and yet realizing that it never will. And perhaps that we should never know. The mysteries that we're so often in pursuit of are ones that might never be revealed to us. And I realize that that might sound rather bleak and sometimes even feels a little hopeless. But I was recently given a new way to look at that. I was recently, I recently had my perspective changed on that matter. And instead, I I began to think about it now as a sign of God's mercy. God is merciful to us by not revealing everything to us. Because even with all that he's already revealed, we still want more. As if somehow, if we knew more, that would make things better or that would just make things easier. And yet, that's not true. Because even if we knew more, even if we knew some of the things that we wanted to know, we would just mess them up. It's not like somehow knowing things would make things different for us. Instead, it would just be another thing that we want to know more about. Because that's what we have inside of us. Our sinful nature craves now this desire to somehow know more and more and more, to have all the mysteries revealed. And yet, that is not how God created us to be. God did not create us to be all-knowing. He is the creator. He knows all. Instead, he reveals things to us. He uncovers the things that he wants us to know. God in his mercy does not reveal all that we want. Instead, he reveals all that we need. And so this isn't just a reminder of his mercy, but it's also a reminder of his grace. Like the wise men so long ago, or the people in Ephesus, the mystery of the gospel has been revealed to me and to you. The good news of the gospel, the living word of God, Jesus Christ 
Savior of the world for me and for you has been revealed. This is our truth. This is our reality. In Jesus, God reveals everything we need and more. He reveals all of his unending love for us. He reveals his forgiveness and his grace. He reveals the promises that it's not about what we've done. It's not about our past, our present, or our future. It is about what Jesus has done for us. He reveals that even in our sinfulness, he will save us. In Jesus, God reveals everything that we need to know. He reveals that we have been saved by his grace, through faith in him, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The beauty of this revelation is that it's not even about what we know. It's about what God has already told us. The revelation of Jesus Christ, our faith in Jesus, is a gift from God. The good news of the gospel, the mystery, has been revealed to you. So church, as we begin this new year, I want to remind you that life is certainly still full of so many mysteries. But the greatest mystery of all has already been revealed to you. Jesus Christ, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of the good news is for you. His love, his grace, his mercy, his presence, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his glory has been revealed to you, and it is for you. In the midst of life's mysteries, in the midst of life's unknowns and uncertainties, let this bring you hope. That in Jesus, God has revealed all that you need. In Jesus, God has revealed a life-changing news. That the mystery of the gospel, the mystery that has been uncovered in Jesus, is life-changing. Thanks be to God, hallelujah, that this mystery was revealed on that night so long ago. As we celebrate Epiphany, the light of the world, Jesus Christ revealed to us and for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.